basically what you do as as a filmmaker is you know you you everybody always talks about directing and then they talk about the directing of the of the actors or even the 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 crew and you know cameraman and all that but basically what you're doing is you're trying to direct the audience you try to uh, influence or uh, even manipulate uh, the audience's experience. Hello and welcome to my uh, podcast, The Hollywood Way to Content Marketing. I am Carlijn Posma, author of Binge Marketing and founder of content marketing agency, The Post. In this podcast series, I will proceed my search for things marketers don't know about creating content and building an audience, which my guests do. Today, I am very excited to announce that I have a brilliant filmmaker and director from the Netherlands in my studio. He has won several national and international prizes for his work. His latest film, Brimston, was his first international movie, and with that, his dream to make a Western came true. For this film, he has also won several international prizes. So, in the next 45 minutes or so, I am going to find out what marketers can learn from Martin Kolhoven. Martin, welcome and thank you for accepting my invitation for this interview. Well, nice to be here. What is it you are working on during this, this COVID-19 crisis? Well, in a way, I was lucky because I was <laughs> in between movies. So I was <laughs> uh, in the writing process. And that, of course, you can do excellently. Uh, there were some uh, difficulties in terms of that I've got two children. And uh, when the lockdown came and they had to stay at home, then, of course, I suddenly became more of a teacher than I was a writer. Uh, but there are other things that are affected, like a lot of times I uh, I have like seminars or ma- masterclasses or whatever you want to call it for companies and stuff. And that, of course, all stopped. Uh, I had a theater program, which was about movies. And uh, yeah, all that is uh, a bit more difficult now, of course. So it it it, it did affect me and it did, it did affect my uh, my income. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm still I still consider myself one of the lucky ones because... Yeah. Because you can still write. I can still write, and uh, and, and I have got a, a little bit of a of a buffer, so uh, I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good to hear. Um, well, in in my work as a marketer, I try to use the knowledge and tactics from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last decade, marketers have become aware of the fact that as a brand or organization, we need to develop audiences, as you just told us as well. You need audiences. Mm-hmm. To do so, we started to create more and more content as brands and organizations. But do we need more content or do we need better content? And that's why when I realized that there is an entire industry that has been building and retaining audiences with great content ever since they started to exist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, you're one of them, the creators of films and series. Yeah. I have some questions regarding, uh, uh, well, the filmmaking. Um, I, I am not an expert in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I'm a marketer and an amateur expert in consuming series and that's where I got the idea that brands should look at their content as if it was a television series and every piece of content is an episode of that same series. Can you share with us what the most important ingredients are for telling a consistent story? First I have to say that I am not uh, uh, very knowledgeable when it comes to series because I watch a lot more uh, movies than I watch uh, series. That just I have to admit, of course, that a lot is changing in the industry and a lot of people are going more and more towards uh, TV series, but I happen to be one of the last Mohicans and I like uh, <laughs> movies more. Uh, but uh, having said that, you say, you asked what are the things that you need for a story or what for... Yeah, what ingredients, what, what do you need well, to... Well, it, 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 it depends on what way you look at it. First of all... Um, do you mean in terms of specifically a movie or a story period? Because then we have to define what a story is, and yeah, that, and that's and that's uh, um, something that because it's in in already for a long time. I noticed in uh, in uh, uh, a lot of places in the world where they use the term storytelling, and uh, and not always uh, to my liking because I feel that then they're talking about things that I don't consider a story. So if you if you uh, if you would ask me what is a story, then it's, a story is a series of uh, related dramatic events that are told with a purpose. With a purpose, I mean that they have a, a they have a direction. They're going somewhere. So um, and the, and if you if you look at that definition, then there are three elements that are important. One is that the, the, the events are related, two, that they are dramatic, and three, that they have a purpose. And so if you ask me what is it that it, it needs to 
uh, be a story or to have what you need for a story, then those are the three things that I think are the are uh, uh, important. Yeah, and when you say um, um, uh, things have to be related, what, what do you? Well, I'll I'll, t I'll tell you uh, an example that I always give when when uh, and that's you know to tell something that I don't consider a story. I woke up this morning and I uh, wanted to have breakfast, and then I. Uh, I decided whether I, um, I, I didn't, I was thinking, do I want bread or do I want yogurt? And I decided, okay, I will, I will take, uh, I will, I'll do bread. And then, uh, and then I noticed that I didn't have bread. So I went out and then I uh, went to the bakery uh, the, and then, but then I came past the, uh, the, 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 the shop, which was uh, in between. And that was the butcher. So I went first to the butcher and then I came out and then I saw, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic walking okay. by. So that's no, that's not <laughs> a story, right? So there's absolutely no relation between the one thing and the other. It has absolutely no purpose. And and if I had told you, you know, hey, I met Zlatan, you would say, hey, that's nice, funny. Yeah. But then I come up with the whole thing, which has nothing to do. So it's unrelated. All the things, all the events, all the details have nothing to do with the general idea of where you're going. And it's completely undramatic. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that you know what I mean with uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. It, it's, it's, you need a situation and everything has to be around that situation as well. Well, is the it, thing is, is if, you, if, you, uh, uh, if you take the guys who made uh, um, South Park yeah. and they, uh, they have a team, the writing team, and they come together and to, you know, to think of a new episode. And the first thing they do is they write down the beats, right? They write what they call the beats of a story. Okay, yeah. and, uh, and, and you would think that these guys, are they make completely anarchic things, right? They are uh, <laughs> yet, even they, when they say, when they, when they, make a, when they write the, the beats down, yeah. every single uh, scene or whatever you want to call it, it has to start with either um, therefore or but. Oh, really? Which means that there is a relation with whatever it happens before. The one is therefore, because, which is a logical, you know, directly comes from that. But yeah. but also means a relation. Because yeah. it is a, you know, it is related to it the one before. It says something about the so, Exactly. Before, so yeah. uh, that's, the, that's the thing. It ha there has to be a logical way. I love that tip already. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think um, uh, many marketers do what you said before. Yeah. Without a purpose. Yeah. Just creating... Yeah, well, it's a very. It's uh, the other thing that I. Uh, I don't know if I go now. Uh, go ahead. Spoil you, but the other thing that I notice is because I've done commercials, right? And then they think if they make something what they think is a story into a commercial. I, I don't know. I, the, I I remember once that I made it, well, long ago. I made a, something for a soup or something, and then they came up with a with the story that a boy comes in and then uh, and then the mother uh, gives him soup and then uh, but not, you know that that was it right yeah. there was no absolutely no uh, was it about the soup <laughs> well it, it's <laughs> you don't remember because it's it, no story. It, the thing is that it had no drama in it right okay. so you and then you have to go into what is drama and all that sort of stuff but if you if you're going to use the story form then you have to stick to certain elements of otherwise you just you know it's just yeah, yeah. You need purpose. You need yeah. drama. Well, and, if you go back to, I mean, I don't know if you're really interested in in story, then you should read the the book Story by uh, by Robert McKee, and he has got uh, one thing that you know he says: if it's not drama, then it's just exposition. Now, an exposition is is something that's can be very ugly in a movie. But if you if you have just one scene and that scene is just exposition, which is a term for movie, but then then you know yeah. there is no purpose. Yeah. There's no no. And that's no. exactly what happens in commercials a lot. Uh, very often, yeah. 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 Okay, and, and is it um, so? A story needs purpose. It needs um, a situation, maybe. Yeah. But does it? Do you always build around characters? Do you need a character as well? And, and how does that well, work? Well, I mean, the thing is this. I am, uh, of course, into movies. And there, I, I believe that, uh, that it's very much... Because very often, which this is something that happens in movies often, people come up with ideas and they come up with very large ideas which are... Uh, about systems in society and everything and then I always say like it, 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 it's not a story if it doesn't involve a character and if you can think of you know if you want to say something about the, everything that's wrong in the world but you need a character to, to, to get into the story It'll work, yeah. especially when it's, it's in film Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. sure and, and, and uh, uh, I would if you do something like uh, a, a conventional commercial like a 30 second commercial I would very much think that most 
cases, a character really helps. But I mean, of course, if you just have a car and you're going to expose it, but even then, I think that you need drama and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I fully yeah. agree. Um, well, in, in the podcast Nooit meer slapen, uh, Never Sleep Again from the mm -hmm. VPRO, you mentioned that the biggest goal of filmmaking is to create useful emotions. Um, what, what do you mean by that? A valuable emotion. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't, I'm, I, I don't want to talk in absolutes, so I don't think that movies, that is what they need. I think that's what I want, personally, as a movie maker and as a, also as a spectator. As you know, if I watch a movie, that's what I think is the highest aim is. If, the, if, you, if you can give people a valuable emotion. Yeah. And then, of course, you have to, you're going to ask, what is a valuable emotion? Yes, of course. And then, uh, again, that is best explained by uh, taking the opposite. And because I believe that uh, um, emotions are the bread and butter of, of, of drama. But, um, I mean, if you, if you look at, you know, you've got these TV shows where, uh, where somebody... Uh, comes up and um, and they have they make a story out of it and then it, there is somebody in in Australia or whatever very far away like a, a daughter or a son who is they haven't seen for 30 years and then they come together and you film them as they can they fall into the in each other's arms and then when you see that you get emotional you start crying and and any normal person I guess would but the thing is that if you think about this why do you cry for that and that is not because you know these people not because so it's basically what they're doing is they're pressing buttons that you are con conditioned and therefore you have an emotion but the thing is this it's not a valuable emotion because i think the next day or the day after you will forget about it and the thing is that uh if you if you in movies i think we've got the the, the thing that movies do best of all arts is that you will identify or at least sympathize or whatever you, with a character, and you and you will ha and that character has a certain arc, and if you then, at some point, uh, uh, the character uh, will will uh, have a, an emotional episode, you know, usually mm -hmm. towards the end, and you as a person you live that with them, and it becomes. What, what I call a surrogate uh, experience. Yeah, okay. And that is something you take with you for the... For the and I think it's that's... It's a real experience. And that, I think, is what the power of, of, of stories are and what yeah. the power of movies are. And do you always need the... Because a, a, a film, a story, a yeah. movie is, is longer, so you, you really get to learn yeah. uh, the character and mm -hmm. you, you identify with them. Yeah. Um, is is that necessary to to experience that uh, emotion? Well, I, I I I don't know if it's necessary. In, in, in it's what I want at least. That's okay. what I want people to get from my movies, and that's what I hope to get from when I watch a movie. So, I, of course, there are other more uh, how you call it. Uh, uh, art house movies that are, I don't know, whatever, yeah, intellectual experience or something. But I think, especially movies, I think are, you know, emotion is what we do best. If you want to explain the world in an intellectual way, I think books are better. because okay, they Yeah, in, in, because they can go much more into, because they've got words, they can explain things. They can go into all sorts of directions. You know, they, you can have a, a book that is... I think the the purpose of uh, of a movie is to get you emotionally involved, and of course that doesn't mean that it has to be stupid. It can be can be uh, yeah. well, and there is also there is a very big difference between being intelligent and being intellectual, right? Okay. But yeah. I I mean that I think all these other things are possible. But I think what the if you go to the core, what the power is of movies, it's the emotion. It's the emotion. As okay. with music is as well. Music yeah. is also emotion is an emotional art. Yeah. Except that is not is not related to uh, uh, necessarily uh, okay, to no. to an experience to a dramatic experience. No, yeah. no. okay. Um, what what I see happening um, is that many brands are trying to to add a valuable emotion to their uh, yeah. content. Um, but what what we see in the Netherlands and also in many other European countries is that we use um, uh, a group of characters in in the form of families. Mm -hmm. um, in 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 well, that is in the thirty uh, second commercials. Most of them also fit the humor genre. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think of these characters and the stories they're trying to get across? Uh, do you have an ex ex example? Yeah, well, in, in the Netherlands, we have uh, all the supermarkets with the families. Yeah, okay, but then it has, of course, a lot to do with uh, um, 
that if you uh, if you are a supermarket, then that's your that's your audience, right? Families and and, and yeah, you so know you you, so to, so that translates normal. If you if you want to sell like a, I don't know two hundred thousand euro car, then you're gonna by net by net you're gonna have a different uh, you're gonna try to aim for a different audience. I mean, you don't need ten year old kids to uh, to be uh, so so it 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 has to do with uh, what your Aim is. But does it always mean that um, the audience is also the main character in, in? Not necessarily, but it is the 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 most logical and simple way to, uh, if you aim for a certain type of audience, then yeah. to have that reflected in the in the commercial. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's the only way, but it is very often uh, no, the case. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's it's. Quite easy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, in in the first couple of weeks when COVID was hitting the world for the first lockdowns, mm-hmm. um, many brands used a story to tell their audience that they were still there for them. Yeah. And they um, were all with the same type of music and the same thing. And uh, yeah. Yes, well, I've got it here. Yeah, Just I've seen it. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if you if you if you got a different, but I I I've, I saw a, a cut to, uh, one together with the piano music and the, and they all had a almost similar. Uh, Especially now, kind of yeah. uh, slogan, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what happened? What happened there? What, well, they all. The, well, the thing is this: what happens is that everybody uh, is in panic. They do want to communicate something, and they and they want to do it fast. And that basically, what happens is that everybody comes up with the same idea, which is. It's a global emotion. Maybe. Yeah. So <laughs> it. It. I. I don't want to condemn it too much because. Uh, I can I can see why uh, why that happened, and it's I think in ten years time, if you look back, it's I think it's a very valuable thing. It says a lot about the moment <laughs> yeah. and everything. Area, yeah. But uh, it it is funny because of course uh, wh- when you see it on on uh, happening, then at some point you know you become bo- bored by it because you think oh, come on come, come up with something else. But all these guys, of course, didn't know from each other that uh, yeah. that's it's 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 very interesting that if you if you if something like this happens, then a lot of creative people tend to have the same ideas. That's yeah. uh, that's funny. Okay, so um, uh, some something else. Uh, when I mentioned the fact that brands should look at their content as if it were episodes of a series yeah. and they can organize them into seasons, mm-hmm. I always get the, uh, but it never gets better after a couple of seasons arguments from my listeners. Yeah, I understand and I agree in many instances, but there are examples that never tire us. Like, Doctor Who, a series from the BBC yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that well airs since uh, 1960s, uh, with only a break of 15 years, I think. And the same goes for Star Trek. But can you explain why some series or stories maybe uh, can run endlessly and others just die out? Um, as I said, I'm not a very big, uh, I'm not very knowledgeable on. Not even Doctor of, Who. Of, uh, I've seen it uh, yeah. when I was young, actually, but I've, I haven't seen the, the the new stuff. Okay. But uh, I, I I think that I can probably say something about it um, when I think about movies that have uh, sequels, and uh, because I mean. Uh, the the difference is when you say a season of course that is already something that has several episodes right yeah. but if you have a second season that's like having a sequel because that's not something that you necessarily thought of before and then you have to come up with something new because it was successful and then you think oh my god yeah. and then right so uh the thing is this that um if you want to do a sequel to a movie then uh it depends some with some things is easier than with other things. Like James Bond was something that is perfect to have one season, one sorry, one sequel after the other. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. And that is that um, James Bond. Well, I'll, 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 first I'll tell something about uh, in general movies. Is, uh, most movies have got what they call a character arc. And then you, uh, then you have like you, you, you. Besides the plot, it usually, if it's simply told, the 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 character in the beginning gets affected by the plot, and at the end of the movie, it's not the same person anymore. And yeah. that's you know the character arc. They've learned something of their whatever you know. It's uh, it, it could be something moralistic, but it doesn't have to be. Any, it, but it's very important that the 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 character gets affected by. The, yeah. the 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 story and of course with 
with James Bond, that is not the case. So uh, if you like, if you have, uh, I I think a good example. I don't know if you remember this movie. It was in the eighties. It was called Romancing the Stone. And if you saw the, if you have the 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 the, the story was that two characters, a, a man and a woman, had to. Uh, um, there, it was an adventure type of movie, yeah. and they. It was, it was, as much as a romance story. That's why it was called Romancing the Stone, and 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 they come up and they are they are like almost opposites to the end and in the in the beginning and in the and in the, in, the, in the end they they come together and of course they have to have some sort of per- personal change to get yeah. together and yeah. then but then they wanted a sequel and then you got Jewel of the Nile and then what and you do because they have already made that yeah. change they are now a team and you have to co- and you have to come up with all sorts of other things to yeah. create a story. And uh, um, but in the James Bond universe, this this the he is a spy who is an, uh, who has a natural uh, call it um, state in which he comes into stories, and the change in the in the in the in the conventional James Bond story is never in him. It's always yeah, in the in it's, it's everything around him. around him. So you can just take the guy and put him into the next yeah. story and putting into the next. Same with Indiana Jones. He doesn't really change in any mm-hmm. any of the. It's very yeah. interesting. There is this uh, the, uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. There was at one point there was a story uh, meeting with between George Lucas, uh, Steven Spielberg, and uh, what's his name, uh, um, Loris Kasdan. And then they talk about and then if you read what because somebody made a transcript out of it because it was recorded. I think I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, I talked about it in Kijk van Kolf. If you I read the whole uh, if if yeah. the, if you read the whole thing, what is very interesting is that they never mention. Uh, uh, a character arc yeah, never okay. it's all about story and about character but not the arc and uh, and of course that's that it, in that type of story it's not that important in uh, if I if I try to uh, um, translate that into series a lot of series are you know they have a, a whole story and there's a whole transition in characters and everything mm-hmm. and then a second time you come up with okay what do we think of next yeah. And then, and then, if you have uh, uh, the first one where there is a lot of change in in character and everything, it's not said that you can do that again. And then yeah. you have to come up with other things. So, if you want to, and that's of course, this is this is what this is the golden arc in in terms of uh, a valuable thing, you know, like yeah. uh, 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 in Hollywood, is that you come up with something that has it in itself to be able to do in 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 movies to be a franchise. In TV series to have several seasons, but yeah. of course you don't. You the, the 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 paradox is that you have to give it a lot to make it successful. But in the DNA of the idea, it has to have also uh, enough elements so that you can come up with a second one and a third yeah. one and a fourth one. So the, which is really something that's in al- almost yeah. Well, it's almost uh, you call it as I said, it's a paradox. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. You want to go for the most dramatic thing, but what do you do after that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there are still. I understand also what you say about James Bond. It, yeah. It's it's well. It you can put the character into another uh, adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. And um, well. But it, I mean, but I mean, uh, let's say something specifically dramatic. Sophie's Choice. Uh, I mean. Uh, yeah, how are you going to do a sequel to that? Or uh, you know, it's, so you it's have to just, think about it. If you if that's time. what you want, if you want if you yeah. want to create something which is going to have more and more seasons, then you yeah. have to. Come up. It's like, and you know, it's like if you. It's not so different from if you you you. It's now a bit gone, but you used to have series that that were endless, right? Like uh, they stopped when they stopped, like the, yeah. uh, whether it's Friends or whatever, you know. Then what you have to do is that you have to, the, the the elements itself have to, you know, you have to have conflict within characters. If you yeah. if you take uh, a, a certain type of character. And you put another type of character in the same arena, then it means that you then you have a, uh, an endless uh, possibilities yeah. of of drama. Is it also what they uh, saw at Netflix? But I, I just I, I recently watched um, uh, a new Netflix film, Enola Holmes. Yeah, thought, my children what? just watched it. I haven't seen. I was I was away, but this. Uh, well, I, 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 no. it, it's it's very. Uh, it, it, I I liked it. Yeah, um, they I did. They it did too. My, I had two well. sons, and they liked it. Yeah, but um, what because. Enola Holmes, it's a sister. It's the sister of um, Sherlock yeah. and Mycroft. We never heard about her. No. She didn't exist. So 
Was they've, it they've, also... they've done that before. Yeah, in, in other of, movies. Yeah, but, but no, maybe... there was a, 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 a Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother movie. Uh, already done in the seventies, and uh, you know, so it's it's, uh, yeah, it's okay. something. Yeah, is this because this this is a girl? And yeah, 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 sister. yeah, yeah. Is it is it at Netflix also what they thought? Maybe um, we need another. We need another audience. We need um, women, female. I younger think uh, well, definitely. Well. I mean, uh, Netflix. I know because I know some people there is very much busy with uh, with inclusivity and, uh, and 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 diversity, and they are very. Uh, not only for social reasons, also for economical reasons, of course. Yeah. I mean, you want to, you want to, you want, you want to have uh, as big an audience as you can. You want to cater them all, yeah. so they do create things which are for, you know, for for uh, more than just one specific target audience. And uh, so, uh, but it, again, that's nothing new. I mean, we've had Supergirl, uh, we, you know, yeah. uh, all, all uh, very, very often. Uh, um, they, yeah, they create, create stories yeah. from uh, another yeah. story, and that, that's also yeah. what Marvel does, of course. Yeah. Um, for my book, I also interviewed Des Doyle, and he's, he he made a uh, documentary about showrunners in Hollywood, mm -hmm. which was I, I think it's very interesting because I compare a showrunner to a marketing director. Mm -hmm. He's he's the owner of the story, yeah. and he leads the yeah. The showrunner team. is a is a sexy word. Basically, it's funny because it's 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 basically usually it's the, the writers or at least the head writer. Yeah. And uh, and and, and uh, the interesting thing what happened was of course and that's the big difference between first television and then streaming but it started in television already is that uh, Hollywood was a studio controlled industry. Then the the maker side of it the all the glory and all the power was um, given over to the directors. Okay, yeah. And uh, uh, television did it, um, uh, gave it more to the writers. So what you ha was, uh, so th that what happened was first ones to escape through television were the were the writers who wanted more control. Then of course when the writers went there, the first ones to go after them were the actors. And now already for a while you see that because there are you know much much more possibilities there in 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 terms of content and stuff. I mean you know they can be much more edgy and so now the directors have fled there as well. And they really really run the show. Well, especially They're the the writers are because the, I mean um, very often you know well the studio is in Hollywood the, right the movie industry the boss and everybody works yeah. for them right. Yeah. In television it's it the way it is uh, for a long time already it's. The studio, which is then, of course, the the the, the how do you call it, like Netflix or whatever, it seems they interfere less and they give more control, but they give it more to the writers than they do to the to the uh, yeah. the directors, and then they yeah. call them showrunners. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's it's something yeah. we can learn in uh, yeah. as a marketer. You can you can use the yeah. same thing because yeah. who leads the story? Yeah. Um, but what, what Des Doyle also said uh, is that um, uh, Marvel, Mar with, yeah. uh, with Marvel, they also, they, they actually, they have uh, kind of an in infinite base of characters from their comic books. So yeah. they've tested them uh, in comic books and then they create new series. And, yeah. and also always because they need new audiences from... Um, yeah, I don't know if it's fair to say that they tested them because that's basically what their original thing is. That's, you yeah, know, that's they, it's they, interesting to see where yeah. that came from before that, you know, whether they yeah. tested before they, they get it. they analyzed it. But the thing is, of course, yeah. what they do is they throw in these characters and some stick and some don't. And, yeah. uh, and then the ones that are popular, they stay in the stories. And then when they are going to movies... Uh, then the 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 most popular ones and uh, uh, yeah. are, are and they're used for the for the TV and movie series that they do. Yeah. 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 So it's it's based on analytics actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it works, they yeah. can create a whole series. Yeah. On it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we've discussed sequels uh, already, and um, mm -hmm. that's something you uh, you also had in your um, the view of Kohlhoven. Yeah. I think brilliantly made, by the way. Uh, very educational. Is that also what you do on stage in seminars? Uh, yeah, but differently, of course, because yeah. the 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 um, the kijk van Kohlhoven is is also something that I don't make um, just by uh, there's a director and there's a very important a guy who does the camera and all the effects and everything. Well, another topic is, is music. Um, in content marketing, I noticed that the importance of music is still very much underestimated. Um, brands know that they need a tune or a jingle um, for recognition. 
But the effect of using music to enhance the story is not really accepted yet in content marketing. It's not necessarily what I, uh, but that maybe has got something to do with me because I'm a filmmaker and maybe they come for me when they have a certain, you know, with a reason. You also, you, you agree that music is very important to a story. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's again. This there are movies that are made without uh, music, and there are many, and especially especially in Holland, there are quite a lot of people who somehow frown up you upon using too much music. But I am, uh, I, I, I think it's one of the most important tools that I have. And, uh, and why is that? Well, the thing is that uh, you, you what what you basically what you do as as a filmmaker is you know you you, you everybody always talks about directing and then they talk about the directing of the of the actors or even the 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 crew and you know cameraman and all that but basically what you're doing is you're trying to direct the audience you try to uh influence or in, in, even manipulate uh, the audience's experience so you do that by everything you do you do that by whether you make a a, a master shot or a close up or a, a tracking shot or the angle or all those things are to influence the way the audience feels about what it's seeing now one of the biggest influences on uh on how you perceive a, a scene yeah. is by the music yeah. so uh and and the 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 very very interesting thing about it is that it is in 99% or 95% of the cases, it's something that happens sub, uh, subconsciously. So you're influencing the audiences without them knowing that they are being influenced. Now that's a power, right? Yeah. That's that's something that, that you can I do a lot with. I think that's exactly what, what I notice is, is a big problem. When we, um, when we add music, yeah. then people um, judge the music by itself. Well, the thing is this, that, that this is something that I noticed that, especially in Holland, a lot of filmmakers don't seem to understand. The thing is this, if you are busy with the music, then you, it's also when they're in the mix or even before that, what happens is that people look at the thing they're, they're making at that moment and they're looking at it with a completely wrong mindset. And it's very, very difficult to get rid of that because you're, at that moment you are judging the music. The thing is that nobody who will watch it will notice that music yeah. right so yeah. it's it's yeah. and then they're always eh, it's too dominant it's and eh, you know it's the, the thing you and it's a very special skill and it's very hard i've been doing this now already for know, 25 years whatever and it's still when you and it's something that when you get the music you have to, when you do a movie right then you do uh then you do a movie that's i don't know between an hour and a half and two and a half hours somewhere and you're and you've edited that for uh i don't know months and you've yeah. been edited with either with no music or with different music and then you get the music and then it's it's almost like a hostile uh, element that you bring into it yeah. and that's why it's very important to have it in time to be able to to get used to it what you actually should have is you know you should almost start with it and 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 get used to it and then you can actually see it and you can judge all the other elements and forget about the music because that's yeah. the way so that's the, the if you want in an ideal world i would say that if you would do a commercial and you start editing and as soon as there is a possibility you get the composer in he starts making it as you are making it yeah and then you still have to, then you can talk about the editing and all that stuff as you're already getting the music in. Yeah. And that, that's, that I've, I've, I have done it like that and it's always better. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah you really have to learn to listen to the combination actually. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, and, and is it, is it um, to your opinion, does the music follow the, the, the genre, the, the story, the plot or the character or none of Well, it all depends. But the thing is this, that in a movie, there are, I, I've got general ideas of how to use music, but, the, but it all boils down to at some point, the movie goes into a certain direction. And, it, and, and of course, it's in the end of the whole stage. Then, <clears throat> then you... So you can all you have to look at what the movie asks for, right? Yeah. So besides having uh, music to make something funny or or, or exciting or, or uh, thrilling or whatever, mm -hmm. it might you you might see, for instance, that uh, oh the movie, I think the main character needs help there or something, and that's all sorts of things that you can do in, is it, is in, it like in music. The, the light motif motif. 
for yeah. in music? Like well, uh, well, a leitmotiv is a, is a way of, of uh, connecting two characters, right? Often, or, or yeah. themes, yeah. Or, or whatever. And uh, if you look at like the, the best example is Once Upon a Time in the West, where every character has his own leitmotif. But it's that's uh, it's it's not said that that is the best for every movie. It depends on what the movie asks for. Yeah, it also exactly. depends on uh, uh, what the genre is. It also depends on what the style of the movie is. But if you look at, for instance, older uh, movies uh, from from Italy, uh, they made this uh, what's it called the, the the fantastic movie, The Battle of Algiers. It's uh, it's called. It's a fantastic okay. movie, and it's. Uh, Although it's made by Italians, of course, it's about the French in Algeria, mm. and it's uh, and it's a very very uh, documentary style movie. But the movie, uh, the the music is done by Ennio Morricone, and he's going to be big as you know, that scene. Yeah. And it works, it works yeah. perfect. It's you know, and that's something that we in uh, in the more Calvinistic societies have uh, always uh, are a little bit afraid of. Yeah, and they just we do, do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, for for Brimstone, you uh, you work with uh, Junkie XL. It's all, it's yeah, Tom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how you can. can yeah, come. well, he 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 <laughs> actually also he more and more uses the. Tom, Tom uh, Holkenborg okay. <laughs> because he wants he wants to get a little bit rid of the junkie XL thing. Okay. Yeah. But how how do you brief someone like him with such a track record? And is it is it still your influence or is it? A, a no, of course I, I I do have yeah. the the the. I, I, I hope as, so. As as soon as uh, uh, how do you call it as early as possible. So um, it's not something that you know you don't. Well, I don't. Um, give a specific assignment immediately because we start so early and we don't know um, where we are going, you know? Of course, there's the script and he read the script already. And then a first thing that we we talked about, well, we had, a, I remember we had a dinner and we talked about, well, just general ideas, just uh, what's important in the movie, what's something that we can do music also taste you know that i for instance told him that i have a thing uh with contemporary um um, um soundtracks that i think they're afraid of using um uh, themes that are uh, recognizable like in the old days you have you know star wars and james bond yeah. theme and right that's something old-fashioned and uh, you very much have stuff that is working on the scene, but not necessarily over the whole movie. And, uh, and he, he, he was very much interested in that. So we talked about that. And then, of course, he knows that he's, he, 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 it's important for him to know that how far can he go and, and, and that yeah. he knows that I'm not afraid of that. Yeah. And uh, so then we talked about that. Then we talked about types of music that we thought uh, uh, we were... Uh, both talking about Bach, for instance, but that has to do with the content of the movie because, okay. you know, it's a religious theme and, and Bach made religious music. And uh, and then uh, after that, we started to, as I was getting into the pre-production or into the production, I can't remember where, but at some point we started sending each other playlists from Spotify. And I think, you know, like, oh, this has got something to do with it. This has got something okay. to do with it. And so you, what you do is you're trying to create an, uh, what's the idiom? Uh, you know, like a, a language for the, for the you know, like uh, sounds. And, and then what happened was then we, when you talked about this and you know, he knows what I like. He also knows what the movie is about. Then uh, I remember that I showed him parts of it because then we were already in the process. Okay, yeah. And then he, 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 I think that's when he made a couple of what they call what suites. So he made yeah. a, a, a suite in, uh, in uh, musical terms is like a piece of music that, I don't know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, which goes okay, yeah, in several yeah, directions. Yeah, yeah. And he gives that to you and then he says... Is there anything in it that you like? Is there? Is there? Is that? Do you think that this is? And he made I think three or, or or four or something suites with different things, and then I listened to that and I, and so it's not specifically made for a scene, yeah. and then I said okay this is good this is I like this and this I like and then he said okay that's because you know I can see the potential in this because this can go dramatically into all directions and then from there on. Uh, he started, uh, I think then he started making the music and then he started 
to make it uh, for the scenes. And then, and he is so fantastic because at that moment in time we were still editing and he would just send, every day he would send new stuff. So we, he was in Hollywood then and, uh, and I was here and uh, we would Skype every day. And, uh, It's quite intensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But very content about it. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> he did yeah. a wonderful job, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, well, you mentioned Once Upon a Time um, earlier yeah. uh, in this podcast. Um, I, what I uh, heard you say, in, or maybe in an interview, I don't know, um, but they had to work with a new frame of filming at some point, from movie theaters to television. I think you're talking about the format, the the yeah, the, the the wide the, screen. The wide screen. Yeah. Well, the thing is this: that th th that was not new when they made it. It was cheaper that they have uh, one frame. You could have two uh, images on it on oh, one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it was cheaper, but that also meant that there was a difference in the, the how do you call it the. Uh, the, the, the depth of field and all that sort of stuff. So he did, he, and he totally used that. He totally used uh, actually what's, what was an in, slightly inferior. He used the benefits of it. But it's a very technical thing. So yeah, but that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's about the, the whys, actually. Yeah. And then, but when you... Um, when it goes to television, then, they, well, it depends. I mean, in, in, in the olden days, they would, uh, they would uh, pan and scan it, and then you would have just lose half of the image. Right? Yeah. It's horrible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's well, actually, that's where I was going to because mm. that's what we have to deal with now as well. Because yeah, well, that's already for a while now. I mean, you, if you had like uh, what's this now? The the first one who to really really uh, take that into account, as far as I know, was James Cameron. James Cameron, you would shoot on what they call Super Thirty Five, which meant that if you take the whole negative, it's like four by three, which is just mm -hmm. what what televisions were. Yeah. Then you also could do a 69 out of it, but on in the cinemas he would use the the, the how do you yeah. call it the whole uh, thing. So they would have on the on the on the set he would have like a, a monitor with all these stripes and these different yeah. and it would have to yeah, be framed for different things. Now of course you've got like uh, you call the it the, vertical, uh, the, the yeah the horizontal so that's, squares. And then you and then you then you have like two uh, uh, rubber bands on the television to the, yeah. that you have a thing. Yeah, well. Yeah. So, but but is it yeah. um, is it wise to always? Put the square in the middle, or, or um... well, it depends on what you want to do with it. I mean, if 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 you are um, if you make a movie and you make it in in the first, you know, for the for the for the for the cinemas, you know that it's also going to come to uh, to um, uh, the, the the screen at home. But still, then you can decide: do I do it uh, with or without the black bars on top and all that sort of stuff? I think I like to think there's one perfect way of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> But if you make something which is also, you know, is going to go to the social media and all that, uh -huh. then you know, it, it then you're going to have to. There is. You have you to know, think about it. Yeah. Front, so then, then, then you have to. It always means a compromise because yeah. if you, if you, if you're going to be in the middle of the frame, so it has to be square, and you also want to have like the big screen, like the the whole yeah. uh, cinemascope, then you're gonna either you're gonna have uh, um, you're not going to use it to its full potential, no. or you're going to be out of frame of the other thing. So yeah. it's it's not it's something that uh, that I think is a very I think uh, a nice thing. Uh, Quibi is it's a it's a platform, but I heard they are shutting down uh, already. But they, they, they it was about short form uh, uh, mm -hmm. streaming uh, films uh, series, short movies. Yeah. Um, but they it it generated content for different sizes, so you yeah. could watch it um, all, all the ways. Actually, I still don't understand that YouTube doesn't. Uh, well, I th you can if you do it vertically. Vertical, What yeah. is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it does come up uh, on your whole screen, but I think it, it, it they should have a thing that it uh, um, that, that it's variable yeah. and uh, in, you know that it also goes. Uh, yeah. And it's a very interesting thing because I mean, uh, I, I was always uh, talking to my uh, my production designer when I, I've done many movies with him. He just died last year, so that's. But he he uh, and he always said before the whole iPhone and all those smartphones existed, he said, "Oh, I would love to do a movie that was." Uh, How do you call oh, it? Uh, and, uh, oh, really? Like, uh, but then standing up, standing yeah. uh, car, how do you say that, uh, frame. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is now suddenly, you know, uh, you start on the phone is possible, but also you see also like if you go to uh, uh, Schiphol and all those things, air. The airports. Airports, that's the word, yeah. sorry. 
uh, then you know you very often see these things that are uh, yeah, the, the vertical uh, vertical yeah. uh, things and then, uh, and then uh, yeah so it's 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 an interesting thing to do it in a different format of course because I mean yeah well the thing is that the, the thing is this that it's something that's always been a problem in movies actually yeah. if you do a, a close up that's difficult man yeah. that's yeah. Uh, yeah yeah you can't cut from a close no up. then that's it, <laughs> it's and, like I, you know, now is. now we're used to it but I remember that uh, I, I remember I wasn't there but I know that uh, <laughs> when that first came in which was was it 30s or whatever or, or later i don't know but it was like because uh uh they wanted to be spectacle and they wanted to mm. they were conquering or i call it they were competing with uh with uh, with television so they yeah. went the all these wide things yeah. but the, the directors didn't like it in the beginning because they said what do we do now do we have always have a plant next to somebody if we want to do a close-up because you know we can't yeah. you know so you it was to, uh, think about the frame already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was yeah. it again? I can't remember which director it was. It is it, it, the only thing it's useful for. He said it was for shooting snakes and funerals because the funerals. Under <laughs> 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 both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really wide. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, great. Um, just just one more subject. Um, I can imagine that it's quite difficult to make a living in filmmaking at this moment. In well, yeah. with COVID, due to all measures, quarantines, and lockdowns. But do you think that brands and creators of uh, film and series can find each other at some point? And then I mean, um, uh, well, can brands play a role in films and series? And I'm not talking about product placement or just funding a film, but can brands brief creators for? series or films? Uh, I think it already happens in terms mm -hmm. of, uh, uh, yeah, brand, it, uh, how do you call it, product placement has of course been going on for a long, long time, but mm -hmm. it's also that uh, what you see is that uh, brands have sort of, I say, adopted uh, series and stuff. Yeah. The question is always that... Uh, how much freedom does the writer... Well, that, but also is what do they gain from doing that? You know, ultimately, a brand wants to sell their their uh, their brand. That's you know, that's what they want to do. Yeah. So if you, so if, if if they can put their name on on something, is that enough to uh, yeah. to to make them pay for the thing? Right. That's the yeah. yeah. Or, or just having being the owner of the content. Yeah. Or um, yeah, but then yeah, sure. The I mean, but the, uh, uh, but then they're in the move. Then they're in basically in the in the in the movie or series business, right? Then then you can if you. But basically anybody could do that. Yeah. You can yeah, you can one. you can finance a, a series if yeah. you're rich enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at this moment, I can't. No. <laughs> But no, but but uh, as a brand, I can imagine because we we've talked about. The but I mean, this is what you're saying. This this is what uh, basically you're, what you what you're saying is this is the concept of of why they call soap series soap series. Yeah, yeah. Because that's True. no that uh, that's what that's they what did. It, it was it was the soap companies that 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 wanted content and they and they created what they later, yeah. what they later started calling soap series. Yeah. That was fully uh, financed by uh, by uh, by uh, soap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. still it still works at some yeah. uh, points, but I think in in journalism you have the same discussion. Yeah. Um, can, can we buy a magazine as a brand? That, to that's a difficult stuff? thing, but that's even more difficult because, of course, uh, I mean, if if you do a fiction story, then you know that there is a, a di that's a different moral thing than if you. Uh, yeah, but I do think yeah. I do think that is a challenge because we well in content it's always a discussion. Do we um, use care? Do we use uh, actors yeah. or um, yeah or real people? Yeah. Well, we always um, tend to use the real people, but you can't really screen real people. Yeah, well, no, it depends it on what you want. If you go like for the testimonial thing, then uh, then you know th then they will rather use real people because then it will usually feel more. If you're gonna have, but uh, I mean, if you're gonna have a. a, a, a little story which is a fictional thing, then they usually tend to. Uh, use actors, even yeah. though they're not necessarily yeah, well-known actors, yeah. but they won't just take anybody who was uh, right. So yeah. it's it depends, right? Because uh, uh, the other way around, when when you uh, when you when the whole commercial likes to act as though it's real, right? And somebody mm -hmm. talks as though he somebody talks straight yeah. into the camera and is a testimonial type of thing. Yet it is an actor. Very often that feels fake, yeah, right. And then because then you're mixing things, and then people feel sold out because it doesn't yeah, feel it real. Doesn't no, no yeah. it doesn't work. It it can work, but it 
uh, it all it, it very easily can go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then we are also talking about the commercial thing, but a brand yeah. and and um, yeah. not even a. Uh, I'm not only talking about brands that want to sell their brands or their products, yeah. but also getting um, the brand in the mind of their audience. Yeah, sure, but you ultimately, it's they do that also to to sell the thing, yeah. right? So ultimately that's the do, that's course, the everyone. that's the whole thing. That yeah. uh, that of course is the 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 biggest difference between. If I make a movie or when I make uh, um, what I do uh, commercial, is that there is a different aim. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, but you uh, also yeah. want an audience for your movies. Do yes, you yes, yes. Yeah. And I want also. You're right. And also, I want uh, uh, you know not to be ashamed of the commercials that I make. I want yeah. to make it as good as possible, and I want it to work as a story. Yeah. But ultimately, if you are now, if you're uh, if you're doing a Heineken commercial, you are selling beer. That's what you're doing, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And I've, I think we've done that yeah. for for many many years. Yeah. But only the, the ways we can yeah. express ourselves as a brand is, yeah. has changed. Yeah. Have changed. Okay. Well, um, one last question: Is there going to be a third season of the View of Colhoven? Well, we're talking about it. They want it. Oh. The uh, the the Fabio, uh, uh wants it. Uh, but I said it's it's uh, three or oh, actually now four people that are uh, in, involved. Uh, well, there are more people involved, but they're the the ones who are really creating. And then we have to uh, make it fit into the agenda. Now, actually, this whole COVID thing yeah, well, is is uh, works for uh, you. Uh, yeah. The the chances yeah. of it of it actually materializing are bigger now because uh, the but the thing is that if if the direct the director or the if they have got all sorts of other stuff, then yeah, you, you have to wait, right? But now it, yeah. it might be uh, might be happening. And there yeah. is enough to talk about. Oh man, I've 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 I think finished. I've got. Three or four times as many uh, already on paper than we've already done. So okay. yeah, so, yeah. so it's easily done. All, easily, yeah. there, there's so much more to learn. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Any uh, international ambitions in that regard? Uh, on that for, one, well, the thing is this: that I mean, uh, I I do it in Dutch mm-hmm. because it's for Dutch television. Uh, and of course, I, and I do get the, the reason why I think I got the chance is that I was already talking about movies on other like the Wereld Door mm-hmm. and all these t- Dutch television programs, and I'm a little bit known as a film director, uh, so that makes them interested. That's why they came to me. Do you want to do yeah. a thing internationally? Of course, I don't have the same profile as I do in in Holland, so I don't see the BBC or whatever coming to me and say, do you want to do this? But if they would come, I, of course I would uh, be interested. The question is, do, I, do can I do it just as well in English? I don't know. Because uh, yeah, uh, the thing is, is you know, the way the whole concept of the thing is that it, I talk not as a, a lecturer in a, in a college. I try to mm-hmm. talk to as though you're sitting with me in a bar. That's basically yeah. what the whole idea is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so. But it would be mm. a pity if that's the only reason that uh, the international uh, community couldn't see it because yeah, I think it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's so wonderful it's a, it's a wonderful show okay well thank you very much for being here and uh, sharing your wisdom about filmmaking yeah and thank you for listening I've hope, I hope I hope you've learned as much as I did if you want to stay informed about binge marketing in the next episode of this podcast The Hollywood Way to Content Marketing please subscribe to my newsletter at carlijnbosma.com 